0: What's good, beautiful people? It's your boy, Kazil King, and welcome to Tea Time Podcast solo episode... This is either six or seven. Um, To be honest, I can't remember. I'm losing track. I should really be checking these things before I start recording, but... You lot know how I am. Mine's all over the place, and this week has been a week. But on the bright side, the sun has decided to grace us with its appearance. Well... It's not really sunny, but it is very, very, very warm. Uh, so, yeah, I hope it's warm where you are and not raining because the weather has been very crazy. Um, You know, global warming and them things there, it's killing us. But, yeah, we just got to keep pushing forward. Anyways, not too much rambling on for me today, as I do have guests on the episode. Um, It's really funny because... One of said guest, people have been asking to come onto the podcast. But um, yeah, we're doing it slightly different today. It's not for the reason you've been asking. So without further ado, would the first guest like to introduce themselves?
1: Hi, my name is Marcella and my pronouns are she, her. Okay, cool. Is too fast?
2: No, it's fine. And the other guest? Hi, my name is Pedro. I'm Marcella's brother and Kaz's like brother-in-law. And I'm here, I don't know
0: <laughs> what are your pronouns oh and i'm he and i go by he him coolios so as some of you may or may not know marcella and pedro are twins um so you just read out your big three do you know what your big three are um sun and aquarius Moon and aquarius and rising in scorpio okay Okay. I mean, well, we're in a relationship, so Aquarius must be you know, Aquarius must yeah. be good. <laughs> Aquarius must be good and yeah, I get along with Scorpios, I suppose, because I'm on the cusp, Libra Scorpio. But um yeah, so we're here today to just have a conversation. I just thought I would seize the opportunity, uh, while all three of us are together, to kind of just speak about um, I don't know, like what it's like being trans and or having a trans sibling uh because we haven't really discussed this kind of thing so pedro what would you say um no do you know what let's start from the beginning like so when marcella came out to you were Mm. you like surprised were you kind of like i saw this coming or was it kind of like okay this is new to me but we're gonna just roll with it I feel like when Marcella started uh, referring uh,
2: to herself as she, her, she had already had a period of time where she identified as non-binary for a little bit. And before that came out to me first as gay, but still presented or identified as a man. Um, So when I saw her progressing, you know, pushing against the gender boundary more and more, I guess it kind of fit in with the experience she was having a couple of months before, a couple of years before. So it didn't really surprise me a lot. but I was glad to see her finally, like, set on an identity that worked for her.
0: Nice. Aww. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, that's really sweet. So, like, how, um, but how did you react, though? Mm. Like, what was your actual mm. reaction?
2: Um, I guess it's just a lot of concern about uh, how she's going to have to accommodate her life. Especially like when out in public, when out by herself, you know, as family member, you 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 start to have concern over these things. Mm. Especially living in Manchester now where it's quite topical against, you know, the trans violence that's going on. So you do worry in that aspect. But I feel like visibly she's been a lot happier since coming out as trans. So it kinda like balanced it out. And I feel like you get it's obvious that like her mental health has improved and Mm. even though like obviously being a trans person isn't, you know, always a pleasant experience Mm. especially in terms of mental health um i can see like it would have been a lot worse if she hadn't so i feel yeah overall yeah
0: that's that's a really good shot though because i feel like it's it's interesting because we've never really had like um well, I've never really had somebody come onto the podcast and speak from, like, a family's Mm -hmm. perspective and a family's point of view. We usually just, like, speak to, like... I'll speak about my experience, other trans people speak about their experiences. But hearing it sort of from, like, a family's point of view and perspective is, like, okay, never really thought about it in that way. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, we know that family worry, but I don't know, it's not, like, at the forefront of your mind until you hear someone say it and you're like, wow, okay. so, you know, it is something that... Yeah, I think your mind. Yeah, obviously
2: because teller uh, had a lot more um, different things to be preoccupied when she was coming out. They'll probably you know more, you know, around who she is as a person. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's not the realm that I would start to think about when considering her transition. So the family just gets kind of left over with the, like everyday worries. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how she yeah. be treated at the store or mm-hmm. how she will be like, you know, um, whether she can book in her nail appointment. If a particular nail or does not, not, yeah. you know, when they yeah. only hear her voice over the phone, yeah. you know, yeah. that yeah. kind of, uh, those kind of worries that you hear about, you know, from her directly, usually,
0: so. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, like, how did you, like, let's go back to the beginning, Marcela. How did you feel about Pedro's reaction at the time? That you just, like, came out to him fully and was like... Because it's really interesting. A yeah. lot of trans people initially come out as non-binary. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, no. Yeah. I, I wasn't lying. I just... Yeah. I needed to put a bridge in between before I came out.
1: Well, yeah, the, the issue was, like, I had moved back home at this point And I had started already, like, when I lived out of home for a little bit. I started um, experimenting a lot more of how I was dressing and presenting, so then I moved back home and I was already like kind of wearing sports bras and I had already kind of was waiting for my hormones to kind of arrive, I had already like went through that process by myself. Mm. So it was a lot more um, like putting in your boundaries where they were at and like getting, getting the family caught up. Mm. Um, so it was a lot more just like my, my mom was kind of approaching me at that point. She straight up asked me if my pronouns changed and it was a lot easier to transition with everyone and with myself by kind of going with, like, experimenting with they-them pronouns mm. first. Mm. Um, but then slowly, I think what usually tends to happen with, like, us more binary trans people is that that starts feeling just as wrong as, like, he-him pronouns in my case. Like, hearing they-them felt just as wrong as hearing he-him. So then I knew... um. That would need to be the the big change to do with my family's like, I don't want to be called they them, and I don't want to call he, him. Mm. And I think that's how I put it to Pedro. Like, he was the first person I told, Told maybe after a month of using they them pronouns. I went up to him and I was like, I don't want you to use they them pronouns with me anymore. And, you know, that was kind of like the unsaid part was spoken loud. <laughs> um, because it kind of became clear what I meant mm-hmm. by that. It's just like, it was hard to say it the first time. Um, to kind of go out and just put yourself out there as, like, full-on transgender. Like,
0: mm.
1: yeah, my gender is completely different. It's not that I'm gender-fluid, is that? Yeah. Or, um, it's not like you're, you know, agender or anything. It's just, like, you are just, you know, kind of binary transgender. You're gonna need to be doing the opposite of what you've been doing for a really long time. hmm Um, and yeah, that, that took a little courage to, to kind of get to.
0: to Fair get to enough. So, like... Okay, so you mentioned how, obviously, you came out as non-binary first before you told your family that you were trans. Was it just... When you say family, was that just, like, Pedro, your mum and your dad? Or did you sort of tell everybody in your life that you're non-binary and then had to tell everybody in your life that, no, that's not the case? So this happened
1: kind of the same thing that happened when I came out the first time at 18 as, at that time, gay. Mm. Um, where I kind of just told my parents and my sibling, and then, like, my mom especially just runs, she's just telling, like, every, my little family (laughs) she could, and a kind of similar thing happened when I was transgender, which just like, like, I told my mom, and then the next day, she's like, you know, your grandmas want to know your new name, they want to, see pictures of you and blah 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 so she kind of handled that <laughs> do you know me. that sounds very um, much like your didn't mom she did even like really sit down and tell me she was gonna do it she just did it and i was like okay like it is what it is and i wasn't mad at it like i do think like she does handle that better mm. especially like uh, us living um, Not in the same country as mm. her extended relatives, like she probably has a better idea of how to approach them mm. than mm. we do mm-hmm. um, or than I did. So that
0: so was that, but it went over fairly smoothly, um, I think. <laughs> like. But do you know what? Like, telling parents, telling the whole family everything is like a very ethnic parent thing to mm. do. Because my mum somewhat did the same thing. Um, And then she'll, like, say stuff to people when they're talking... And she'll be like, no, this is his name, these are his pronouns, da-da-da-da-da, like, they do that thing or they will just go and tell everyone, which, I don't know about you, but that makes life easier because I couldn't imagine having to tell certain family members. Exactly. Because I don't know, like, obviously this is who I am, this is how I identify this, how I present this, that, and the other, this is my name, but it's so awkward.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, it's so awkward to have to tell people these things. I don't know why, but... It's super awkward. I think it's
1: knowing that, like... Because sometimes it's just so controversial and it shouldn't be. But some people kind of feel like it is. So I know, like, when we, we, I first visited Brazil, you know, after coming out interacting with the older um, members of my family, mm. it's a bit more awkward because it's like, to them, this might be more of a controversial thing. Mm. Um, but, you know, I was received well like especially by my elders so that was really refreshing
0: yeah cuz i, I, I mean it, yeah but... it's it's a bit harder with like older people
1: yeah
0: um even for me when i went to zambia i was a little bit i was on the edge because i was like i'm sort of like the 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 younger side of the family meaning like all my older cousins Parents are like older, older people. So I was like, How are they going to receive me? Mm -hmm. They want me to go to their house. People wanting Mm -hmm. you to come for lunch and Mm -hmm. wanting to meet you out. And you're thinking to yourself, How are you going to receive me when you come to me? Are you going to be chill? Is it going to be an issue? And it was fine. I think, apart from like one person that was just making things just super awkward for no reason, um, even my mom didn't really understand what that was about, Um, apart from them. Everybody was, like, super chill. So, like, you know, I'm glad that you were able to be accepted by family and stuff like that. Um, When would you say... When would you say... Somebody forgot to put their phone on silent. (laughs) When would you say that you first felt like um, you were trans and, like, this is who you are and stuff like that? Well,
1: I remember stuff from really early childhood, like, just feeling like something was wrong or I feel like really like intensely maybe not jealous but definitely envious towards how girls my age would be treated like the kind of gifts they'd be receiving or how they'd be dressing I kind of remember having some kind of envy towards that like I, I wish I were me moments and I know my mum will tell you she doesn't remember it but you know I told her I remember telling her from when I was, young, I was four that I wanted to be a girl, like, I think, like, I just... Like, those feelings got so tense that it led me to, to tell her that. And she kind of shut me down at the time. Um, I think us being in Brazil kind of surrounded by not a lot of progressive thinking, like, especially, like, in the early 2000s, which mm. this was, you know, this sort of being, like, 2005 or 2003, if I was four. Um. So I don't necessarily blame her to, like take her son saying that and kind of not taking it seriously. Yeah, saying, Like, no, you're a boy. Yeah. And you can't, you know, wear skirts or whatever, at whatever point it was that I was making. Um, so then it kind of just left it there and kind of just sat with me. And I would still have some of these moments, especially when I came out as gay and, like, having relationships with men. Like, I would have those moments a lot, but it was clear that I wasn't being received the way I wanted. So that was my first, like, big clue that, like, mm. my gender... Um, needed to to not be where I was at. That that was the
0: first like big change that I
1: needed to kind of embrace. That's interesting. Um, that's
0: yeah. That's yeah. That's I mean four is like pretty young, um, but it's relatable to a lot of trans people and a lot of non-binary people as well. So I get it. Um, did uh, you ever get told any of this, Pedro? Uh, I didn't. But like you know, after
2: Chella came out to us, you know, as so a woman, you start remembering. Like, when we were playing games, together, have, like, yeah, really I like, four onwards. Like, I'd be, for like, the, uh, like, the king, and Cello would be, like, the evil queen or something. Mm. Like we'd be playing fantasy like that. Mm. Or she'd always really like the yes, villainesses the of Disney, yes. you know, or the, you know, the different characters. She'd relate a bit more, even, like, later on, like, in our early teenage years, when we'd start playing, like... Um, RPGs on, online and stuff Like I would choose A male character I would choose a female character, okay, yeah. <laughs> And you know Her, her favourite characters Were always you know The you know, baddest woman In any media and stuff mm. So I feel like She was already um, Glorifying Sort of projections Of what she wanted to be From a very early age um, Yes <laughs> So even if she didn't realize it consciously, a part of her.
1: Because like, this also ties into what we have access to. Because I never had access to dolls. Like we were never given like <clears> dolls <throat> to play with. we were always given like action figures. So then like seeing movies and video games where like you could make a choice. Like I would be making the other choice because you when could it comes have to the choice. Gifts, yeah, yeah. When it yeah. comes to presents, like you know, your family's your Brazilian family's not going to be giving you know the four year old boy like a Bratz doll or a Barbie doll to play with <laughs> even though like that was clear what I wanted so when you get to choose your own dolls mm-hmm. in, in, in in like digital spaces like video games then you're gonna make certain choices that you haven't had before so that yeah. was nice <laughs> 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 to be honest a lot of the media that we consumed
2: was very like that cello really liked and me really liked was very like had woman protagonists at the front like yeah, iCarly, really... like Carly, yes Wizards of Waverly Place yes um Teen Spies yes
1: um yeah Just a lot Just a lot of things. Yeah stuff there for both and genres, I remember I like Renting a blockbusters Like when that was a thing Wanting to Wow play.
0: blockbusters yeah. What well, a throwback Going there
1: <laughs> With our dad And like wanting to to Rent the Barbie movies And <laughs> stuff and he's <laughs> looking at us Like I took two twin boys To the blockbusters They can choose any movie They want And they're giving me The Barbie movie And I still remember like
0: <laughs> that, and, that kind of reaction And the SpongeBob movie And the SpongeBob, the SpongeBob movie
1: On side. the side bill. Yeah <laughs> Um And stuff like that. That Um.
0: is jokes. Do you know what? I can't imagine... um, I can't imagine being too restricted as a child in terms of, like, presents that you get. Mm. Because I had this one aunt called Auntie Yvonne... This woman, I would go to her house, I think, like, every other Friday for the weekend um, because she had a son that was a little bit older than me, but we both had the same interests. So, like, yeah. we would go out and play football or basketball together or we had, like, a crazy stack of Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. And she would do this thing where every so often she would take us to Toys R Us. Right. And she would be like, you know, you can pick whatever toy you wanted. So, growing up, I was... Um, a tomboy so to say and um, so seeing as I liked all those kind of boyish things I wanted that stuff but if I asked my mum for it she would be like oh but you know maybe you should have like this one instead but if I went to Toys R Us with Auntie Yvonne and I gave her an action man she bought me that action man yeah. so I had a mixture of toys I had like three action men and she got me, like, the additional cool stuff. One had, like, a little camera thing. One had, like, a little gun and all of this stuff. But I also had, like, my little pony. Yeah. And, uh, like, two Barbies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> so it's, like, it's I, so I, was, I had that one person in my life that allowed me to just be.
1: Because, yeah, like, th-
0: it's a toy.
1: I think that those one people are really important. I do sometimes wonder if it's, like, people don't mind as much. If um, a little girl wants to play with something more masculine mm. then a little boy wants to play something more feminine, I do think sometimes they tend to shield boys from femininity a lot more than they shield girls from masculinity
0: because. Yeah, I have to agree on that one. I've um, seen a lot of. I them. don't know
1: why. Like, I'm saying because. I, I don't know why. I just think it just tends to happen. Like, maybe masculinity is more like dads are more protective of their sons and then they don't really care what care as much maybe what their little girls are playing with they just like kind of let them let them at it um or maybe they can bond over the, the more masculine things and so they let them have it but it's like if they see their son if something more feminine it's it's got a more more of a bite more of a reaction to
2: it um i feel like sometimes that can like change after that individual's like come out as like a trans yeah. woman mm. sometimes there are signs of femininity and i'll accept a lot easier than still a yeah. man let's say a gay man would you pen his nails mm. yeah so much so this has happened in our family like older members after chelis come out won't have comment on her, on her on yeah. her and nails but if i wear pin, pin and nails they'll have they'll judge for me yeah so it's like since she now identifies a woman and everyone accepts that, that is now, you know, any woman's behavior is acceptable for her. Mm, but when yeah. a man does it, there's still a, a lot of uh, resistance against that. Yeah. And I feel like it's interesting as well, like, I was watching a video on kind of trans representation in video games in, like, Japan and China. And a lot of these characters, tend to already be very, um, like, like, they're in the later stages of their, like, physical um, Transition. Transitions. Transition. Mm. So they're always very gender-conforming trans representations. Yeah. But when there's, like, a queer man wanting to present very feminine, he's usually disbarred. So it's over, like, in a lot of countries, like Iran and China, you uh, gender transition is legal, but you have to, like, almost be socially forced to live by looking like that gender, by mm. sort of appearing as that gender, mm-hmm. and performing mm-hmm. the, I mean, the social socially, role yeah. of that gender. But wanting to be gay is, in a lot of times, seen penalise a lot harshly, yeah. yeah, because you're not comfortable
0: to your agenda. So I feel like there's some of that in our in our family background. Okay. Sure. That's really interesting that you mentioned the thing about painting your nails, though. Yeah, because like I don't know, you you paint your nails and you kind of just like do your thing. So how how do people, people see impressed. you? Yeah, like yeah. how do people see you socially in terms of that? Because like I don't know, you wear bonnets. Yeah. You paint your nails um and stuff like that. So like how to I don't know. I feel like it's it's different because
2: like having a transistor, you have like a model to that is actively sort of not, not conforming to uh the gender she was assigned above. Mm-hmm. So it helps me like being a bit more flexible in my own gender, like mm-hmm. painting my nails, you know, sometimes wearing skirts, you know, um appearing more kind of comfortable Gen- in, in, in in yeah, dressing in a gender neutral way, I'd mm-hmm. say. But I feel like because there's a lot of people who maybe not know that I've made that transition, they like act a bit like different, especially like in our family. Like, mm. yeah. like this incident with nails. It like wasn't even face to face. I was just like my cousin was FaceTiming our grandma, and she saw me like in the background, but I had my painted nails, and she clocked it. Like, oh, when I put my nails to my face, or something. <laughs> yeah, it was like through the video. Right. And she's like, well, what are those nails? You know, stuff like that. Um. <laughs> so I'd say, like, I mean, I try not to pay too much attention to it. I always say, like, I don't have to. Geron's interact with folks members of my family all that often. Mm. Um, so you so, kind of just, you can bear it. Yeah, for now, mm. at least. And it's something quite new that I'm like, ongoing with and thinking about. So it's not like I necessarily need oh. to demand anything from like my long distance relatives right now. Yeah. You know, or involve mm. them at all, to be honest. It's like, if I already got this reaction, you feel like you don't really want them involved in in whatever comes next in, whatever comes yeah, next, yeah. in yourself. At present, anyway. Um, I get that. Yeah, I get
0: that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's still somewhat the same with me, even though, like, I would have been on tea for, like, three years in October and stuff like that. And it's been a really long time, but this because I don't have to interact with certain family members, I don't care enough to be, like, explaining myself Mm -hmm. and this, that and the other because... One, a lot of us don't live in the same country. We don't even speak. Yeah. And if they say anything, if they want to say anything, they can just go for my mom. And good luck to them because if they say something in a negative light, she's not going to take awesome. it very well. It's, like, it's so far away. Like, yeah, like let yeah. These people worry me when it's so far
1: away. It's like you can't really hear them anymore at this point. It's like, and it just becomes.
0: Um... It just yeah. It's, yeah. Family around like these sort of issues is a bit, you know, some some type of way. How do you feel like your family will react and stuff like that when you decide to like um, surgically transition? Mm, I'm not really
1: sure. I think it would be more of like, a, like maybe more of a light switch going off because I've had more rea- like different reactions, like more. Um, I guess more gender affirming reactions from our relatives since mm. seeing them last because when I first first saw them, it was like under six months of my h r t that i had since I had started it, and then you know seeing my cousins again after over a year, and it's like they've seen the changes for themselves. It became definitely more fun and more relaxed to be around them, so I think like going into something like f f s or maybe top surgery down the line mm. it would help them a lot as well so it'll help me a lot like i know i'll be able to kind of let myself a bit looser around them whereas definitely the first time i met them since coming out i was very conscious about not doing anything they'll be perceived as masculine mm. um because and, and it was hard because i was still learning so like especially with Portuguese being a gendered language, like I had to start talking slightly differently. Mm, yeah. And that was hard. And then my grandparents would see me slip up and they would be confused because then they thought, oh, maybe, I don't know, maybe she's not taking it seriously. But, you know, mm. it was just learning. Um,
0: That's a good point, you know. It's yeah, a very I, gendered I had never language. Used
1: the, the feminine version of the, of the language, referring to myself for my entire life. And yeah. then to suddenly have to only use it, it became, it just became a bit difficult definitely those first that first half year that first year you know I eventually got used to it and I'm fine with it now but um,
0: it definitely took a little while damn I didn't think of that you
1: know it goes back almost
2: as like you're failing to perform the gender yeah, yeah. and like as long as you perform the, it correctly the family are all fine with it but the moment you slip up and you yeah. show up it, they're like, like oh, oh look look look, yeah, look
0: she made a mistake <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious because, like, in Zambia, that's not the... I don't know. Like, I've never really thought of it like that. Mm. Like, there's a lot of things... Just like in Southern Africa in general, a lot of the terms are very gender-fluid. Mm. Um, A lot of the stuff is not very he or she. It's very they-them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, that makes it easier. It makes it easier. Yeah. So I've never really thought about that. But, um... Yeah, that, that just never really crossed my mind that language is also a thing to factor into, like, this whole... Absolutely. The whole transition. Absolutely. Sheesh. Um, when don't... you... Oh, what were you going to say? No, I just feel like um,
2: it also makes it a lot harder for, you know, they, them people when sometimes, you know, they, them pronouns for, like, objects and mm. stuff don't really exist. So even like if you're going to say they in, in Portuguese, you 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 can use a, a masculine they or a feminine they.
0: Huh? There's no
2: gender neutral yeah, they. There's no gender <laughs> neutral. What? And then if you're speaking about more than one person, it usually defaults to the masculine. Like more than one type of gender it usually defaults to the masculine they.
1: So a group of people is is referred to the masculine pronoun. But regardless if it's a mixed gender group of people But if it's a group of women Then use the, the feminine the feminine pronoun for the group
0: That doesn't make sense yeah, so, so as soon as you add a man
1: So if you have 50, 49 women and one man That group becomes a masculine group What? Did so have. Like linguistically, what? Yeah. And if you have just a group of women It's a feminine group But as soon as you add one man to it It would be incorrect to refer to the group in the feminine words. You'd have to use the masculine word because it's a mixed group of people and a mixed group of people defaults to the masculine. Just always.
0: And to think that this is a language that I'm very slowly trying to learn. Trying like, to this learn. is so yeah. confusing.
2: Yeah. That's why there's so much drawback uh, against using, you know, tanks from the Latino community because, like, that's not a word that says they because they have a word to say they but it's just descriptive still yeah. regardless in terms of gender. Um. Yeah. Just feel like we can pull back on it or not, but
1: like the changes of but like if we don't from, have a yeah. gender neutral word, like in in our radical cells where we want to push back against the system, what do we do here? Because it's either defaulting to the masculine one for everybody or not,
0: it's or, or it's being just yeah, it's weird. that's yeah, yeah that yeah. is that is very, very, very complicated. Sheesh. I mean, it's complicated, but that kind of helps me with my learning because then this is going to be something that I need to be aware yeah. of. You think about yeah, yeah, so if you say they,
1: you need to be like, is it a mixed group? In which case, I say the masculine or, or is it an all-femme group? But there's no third thing, which is kind of what we need, so...
0: Yeah, you definitely need that because... Referring to a big group of people automatically as, like, the masculine, even if there's more women than men. Yeah. That doesn't sound correct. No, <laughs> that kind of, no.
1: That kind of mixes your brain up a little, for sure.
0: Yeah, because, like, in Zambia, like, I'm thinking about it now. In Zambia, we have words for, like, if there was a group of people, you would say those people. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. be, like, the men, the women this that and the other it's those so it's not that you're
1: saying the men and the women it's that you're saying people but people has a different you say a different word if it's masculine group or a mixed group and you say a different word for people if it's a of women group that's just so complicated. So the words... So it's got like people's with an M in brackets
2: and P-polls with, with, with an F, F, F in yeah. brackets. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Basically,
0: <laughs> That's <yeah>. so silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm it's sorry, but that silly. is so silly. I know. Whose idea was this? <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah. That is just crazy. But um, the next thing I was just thinking of is... Have you ever thought about, like, a short-term goal, long-term goal in terms of, like, your transitioning? Like, I don't know, short-term-wise, where where do you see yourself in, like, three years? Or where would you like to
1: see yourself in three years? Within three years, I definitely want to have had um, FFS, at least, because I feel there's a lot of ambiguity towards how I'm treated in everyday life. Um, and I think cutting down on the masculine features on my face it helps most trans women and would help me a lot. So I'd want to do that within the next three years and then just kind of see where I'm at. I'm not too pressed about other forms of surgery. I'm kind of...
0: Like FFS is like... Yeah, the, so would be like the, the big goal. Yeah. If I want
1: top surgery later, it's definitely something I'd consider to. Mm. But right now I'm, I'm fine. I'm kind of comfortable letting hormones do what the hormones do and kind of seeing my body develop naturally. That's definitely been the most rewarding because I'm, like, in year two. I've reached in July, mm-hmm. my second year in MHRT. We completely forgot the date. We completely forgot the date. I never kept track of it. <laughs> I knew it was going to take, like, at least at least a goddamn year for to see any effects. So it was like, the date doesn't isn't pressing <laughs> right now. And then, up, hormones, we, we date, and then we made up. We made a date We made up a date and then we forgot about it. So <laughs> it's literally just July. <laughs> just July made up the two years. And that's, like... Um, it's definitely, like, obviously, like, it's been such a huge change mm. in my body, Um, even in the past six months. I think as you're approaching the two-year slot, that's the when all the estrogen in your body is, like, going, okay, let's do our thing now. Mm-hmm. You've been accumulating all of that for a year and a bit. Hasn't like really push. done anything. Mm. It's done a little bit, but it hasn't done loads. And then you start approaching the two years, and then there's, like, this this estrogen explosion. um, And that's been very, like... It's, it's been good. It's been nice. It's definitely been a wonderful surprise because you're taking your hormones for so long and you're like, am
0: I going to ever see anything? And then it starts and then it's nice. <laughs> um. The same thing happens on tea, though. Like when it got to that two year mark, then it was like, let's go. Yeah. It was w- really weird, but I don't know if it's because I was on... Because you were on gel as well. So I don't yeah. know if it's because I was on gel for like a year and then on went trans. on to shots. Yeah. And then I'm just thinking, I wonder if it's the same with you because you started on gel and then you've now like, you've had blocker shots before, you've, you're have you taking tablets now instead. So it's yeah, like, I it's wonder now. if that is what sort of got us to the I two year mark. You know. I was pushed. told
1: that the tablets and the gel are just the same. The only reason I started taking the tablets because like during... Uh, I think it was lockdown, there was a shortage of gel. Yeah. And then my GP was like, um, we're giving you the tablets now and they're going to be the same. I think since starting progesterone, though, that was the big push. That was the push. Mm. Not just on Estradiol, Estradiol um, but starting like the second estrogen in the form of a tablet as well. Um, that really, I think, is what is what transgender bodies kind of need just for that, like transfe- feminine bodies kind of like, it really helps a lot. Like it really gave, gave that final push there. I was kind of looking for.
0: What's that one for?
1: Progesterone. Mm. It's just a second um, estrogen that's kind of like, it's just more powerful. Like the the stuff they give you at the start of your transition. It's very like, it's very like, please sir, can I have some more? It's very like, okay, you're transgender, <laughs> you're trans feminine, you can have a little bit. You can have like a little, a little tiny estrogen. Like we're going to give like this little thing to you, but it's not really equivalent to the estrogen estrogen that that women produce in their bodies. The The other other woman hormone. Yeah. Yeah. So progesterone is the second one. And it's like being on both of them is like really what makes up like that big chemical difference. Um, So since starting progesterone, like I just noticed like my emotions and like how my mind kind of functions just begins to slowly transition as well. Um, Mm. So it's been very useful and very, very affirming again. Like
0: Okay. mm. I get that. That makes sense. Um, how has it been like for you in terms of just like mentally getting your head around, mm-hmm. like okay, Cella's gonna get FFS, and she's gonna look like her, but she's gonna be different. Yeah, I feel like it's
2: um, where it kind of intersects with you know being a twin. It's a bit like yeah,
0: exactly this. Is I the know prime. we're not.
2: I know we're not ident- identical, but we do have like a very strong resemblance. Mm-hmm. So I guess it would be like. I don't know how much uh, her FFS would change, you know, comparing her face before to my face now. Um, but would be almost seeing, like, what what, I, what it would look like if I had, like, a non-twin sister, almost. Because I'm not sure if it would change a lot in terms of my... how much she looks like me now,
0: mm. you know?
2: So it would be, like, will she look less like my twin? Because she's looking more like a woman
0: yeah.
2: when we looked like mm. two... Male twins beforehand. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, it's almost like seeing the female version
1: of of another face. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 But I mean, I'm excited for her. I'm excited for her. You know, I guess you kind of like, I've already gotten to kind of see like what would I kind of look like as a woman. So it would just be, <laughs> it would just
0: be kind of like that. And, um, <laughs> That's interesting, is it? Yeah, that that is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, yeah, I'm looking trippy. fine already, so I'm sure yeah. she'll look even better. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, this is the thing though. Like, it's trippy because you lot are like you're not identical twins. You weren't you weren't identical twins like before. You just never have been. But your features, well, as kids, I in pictures I can't tell who's who. No, we've been mixed up a lot yeah. as children. Yeah, so it's yeah. like. As kids, it's kind of like, whoa, who, like, which one is which kind of thing. And obviously, as you started to get older, you started to look a little bit different. But then now it's like, I still see you and be like, to me, you look the same, but different. Mm, thanks, but then you'll get FFS and it will be like, <laughs> it, is that still going to be like, do they look like twins or do they look like just siblings? Siblings maybe they look like distant cousins i don't know not distant cousins (laughs) (laughs) not distant cousins definitely not i don't know Be um it'll be really interesting to see like when the time comes what that's going to be like and like how it's going to feel for you pedro to see like marcella's face yeah not looking similar to yours yeah yeah yeah
2: it'll be yeah Definitely an experience, but like, like I said, like it's not definitely not for me. I can wonder at it, but <laughs> <laughs> I can then like speculate what comes out. But it's all for her, so I'm quite happy. Just that you know, she decided to take these
0: steps. um But uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, it would definitely will be interesting to see. Um. I can't wait for that. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> it's not even set or anything. <laughs> I'm already excited. No, you get excited for like what's yeah. going to happen. Because, you know, you see it happening to other people and you're like, oh, It's
1: like, it's finally going to be my turn. Yeah. It's kind of like, I felt like you were talking a bit about um, the changes in testosterone that mm. you've had at your second year. And that, that was like when I met you. Like yeah. Basically when we started going out. So mm, I've just seen.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I've just yeah. seen kind of like the fast track. Changes, mm-hmm. in yeah. Your body kind of caught you, like on the period where my body is now, in some ways. Yeah. So it's been very interesting in that way, and I guess that's where you are now. So now I didn't you think get to about Experience that. what yeah. I I
0: didn't. I didn't think about that Sorry, because you're... when we met, like I had no facial hair. You had facial hair, just. just mm, no, it was like it was. <laughs> we what? we don't have to be polite. It was no. somewhat non-existent. But then it it's, that was like my two year period. Um, yeah, that was just it was just approaching. You were past your your trial, your free. trial. Yeah, I was. I was just. You had now subscribed. Yeah, yeah, for real. But yeah, that's good point. So now we're kind of flipping in roles because places, I'm yeah. going into. Can't believe I would have been on T for three years. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like you caught up to each other's transgender puberty. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, that's so romantic. <laughs> I'm totally going to make that like the caption. Transgender puberty. <laughs> transgender puberty. I'm going to make see. that the caption. Oh man. Oh, that is super hilarious. Oh my God. um. But yeah, I think that's somewhat giving the people a little bit of an insight into. A bit of like your relationship and stuff like that. Um we definitely are gonna give the people what they want at okay. some point. Mm. Okay. They've been asking for a T for tea relationship episode and they seem to be our most popular episodes. Yeah, like the two relationshipy ones. That's so it's got the drama. Yeah. I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, because yeah. You, you get to really You get to really go into, like, more details and stuff like that. So we will give the people what they want. Um, But, yeah, so, yeah, I hope that everybody enjoyed this episode. Um, We could definitely come back for, like, a part two in, like, I don't know, after FFS, the update. Yeah, three years later. Three years later, what happened? Um, But, yeah, so I hope that everybody enjoyed this. Completely forgot to say, use the hashtag... Or send me a DM directly on the podcast um, IG just to let me know what you thought or if there's any feedback or anything. Uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, um, you know, if you ever want to let me know anything that happened in the episode that you want to highlight or whatever, send me a DMs. And I will reply even though I have like 50 million Instagrams now uh, just because I've just started another Instagram called Crafts by Kaz. Uh, craft spelt with a K because my name has a K in it. You know, I had to make it match. Um, for those of you that may not know, I've started crocheting and I'm currently selling hats, uh, beanies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing scarves. As some of you saw, I made a big-ass blanket as my Big first blanket. project, which was crazy. Because why would I decide to make a, double, a, a duvet, double duvet-sized blanket as my first ever crochet project? I nearly gave up many times, but... Now I'm actually making money off of this stuff. So yeah, check that out as well. And I shall catch you next time. See you later. Mm